the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It's a Monday. Kind of snuck up on us, didn't it? It's cooler than it was over the weekend. No. Looks like tomorrow's going to be a spectacular day. Yeah. I think everything's looking up for this Monday, John. All right. It's good. It's National uh, Hot Fudge Sunday Day. It is. Yeah. It's also National Wine and Cheese Day. Would you rather have wine and cheese or Hot Fudge Sunday? Well, considering neither you or I drink wine, then, I mean, Bob's going to talk about cheese, because I think that's a worthy conversation. We were I mean, talking about cheese over the weekend, weren't we? Stinky were we? cheese. My oh, we were talking about stinky cheese. We yeah. were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I like some stinky cheese, like the blue cheese, oh, the gorgonzola, the Stilton, all of that. I'm in favor of. Brie's not my thing. Brie's not stinky. Yeah, it is stinky. No, I think it is. That's a if it's a, it's, it's a, a mild mi- stink. My wife will bring home cheese that takes like someone's socks underneath the front seat of the car that yeah. have been there for. I mean, horrible, horrible, yeah. and she'll enjoy it. Like the worst yeah, smelling cheese. If it smells that badly, no, no. I don't think I want to eat it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's a tough one. Yeah, when we were dating, she'd bring this cheese around and go, hey, try this. I'm like, no, I'll have the Velveeta. Mm-hmm. That's so sad. But no. Although, at times, do you crave a little Velveeta? Well. Not a, not a, not like one of those horrible slices that's in a like plastic wrap. What the single slices of American <laughs> cheese? I mean the a block. Brick. A I block. mean the brick, the block, whatever you want to call it. I grew up with that. With the little th- super thick aluminum foil mm-hmm. on the outside. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that was folded in that little, you know, halfway through on the I long haven't seen that. Have you horizontal seen that? ridge? Yes. Do you see it like in the grocery store? I bought Velvet? it at uh, for the Super Bowl. Because remember, I didn't have a kitchen for the Super Bowl because we were in the middle of house renovation. And I was determined to make some thing that would be like Super Bowl food. And so I made nacho cheese in the the crock pot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was horrible. (laughs) What was it horrible because of it was in the crock pot or just because it was horrible? No, because it was horrible. Really? Because, you know, funny you bring this up because I I saw something the other day that Velveeta now has like Veltini's. What's that? Is that a martini with Velveeta in it? Yes. Oh! Mm-hmm. Veltinis. <laughs> I did. I saw that. And they show, showed like so little disgusting. martini glasses with that's Velveeta di- around the that's rim. That's super disgusting. Yeah. Veltinis. Oh, that's wrong. I don't know. That's I wrong. Mean, people try to sell you anything, right? How'd we get here? We have hot a terrific show coming up today. We do. Big we show. should talk about hot Sundays. I don't have that in the show calendar for today. Hot Fudge Sundays. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in. We'll do it at 4.50 because okay, we're talking about nice. cheese then. Why Excellent. not? All right. So a, a heavy news day, as we always do, Kat. Always a heavy news day, John. I'm looking for the light news day, except I never seem to find no, it. happens. Okay. Well, it's not today. All right. Anyway, without further ado, give us the top four at four. For Monday, July 25th, 2022, number one. 
Russian strikes continue in Ukraine as the Kremlin called on Kyiv to resume shipments of grain despite a Russian missile attack over the weekend that risked derailing a key deal aimed at easing a blockade on Ukraine's ports. So here's what happens. So they sign this deal, right, that they're going to release the Ukrainian ports. So Turkey, Turkey helped them negotiate this. And then Russia continues to strike to not allow that to happen. Right. So that's what it's like to make a deal with these guys. Right. And then there's roving bands of guys setting wheat fields afire. There are also some reports of up to 2 million Ukrainians that have been taken from the occupied regions into places in Russia that will not be named. People have disappeared. People are being taken away. People are going either to re, what re-education camps. Is, that's a guess. I'm not. That's not news. I'm reporting, but we don't even know what's happening. Anyway, that's number one. Number two, John. Yes. The fishing industry around Japan's Fukushima coast expressed disappointment and resignation over this past weekend as long-expected plans to start releasing treated wastewater into the ocean from the crippled Fukushima nuclear power plant moved one step closer to reality. This drastic measure has been adopted as the only practical way out of a dilemma that has plagued the damaged plant for more than a decade. There is a fascinating story today um, on CBS.com about what has gone on with the Fukushima reactor. There's so much water, radiated water, that they have, I want to say, 200 tanks that are just filled. No, I'm sorry, 1,000 storage vessels that are holding 1.3 million tons of radiated wastewater, and they don't know what to do with it. And the problem is they're afraid of another earthquake happening or another tsunami happening. And then what do we do? Mm -hmm. So they say that they can treat the radiated water and they can release it back into the ocean. And the fishermen around there are saying over our dead bodies, are you going to do that? So it'll be really interesting to see what because the International Atomic Energy Commission says that that is okay that they will be able to do it and it will be within Safely. within recommended guidelines. Not to make light of it, but this is how Godzilla got started. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, if you if you follow the Godzilla well, I, movies, no, I don't. Well, I don't. Since Fukushima, um, there are 55 countries and regions that imposed restrictions on importing any food or fish from Japan, and that includes the U.S. Number three. Uh, another uh, article very much worth your time in today's Wall Street Journal about nonprofit hospitals and the billions of dollars they get in tax breaks in exchange for providing support to their communities. Mm. Now, we this is important to us sure because of the, hospi- the gigantic hospital systems we have in Pittsburgh and the enormous sums of money they get in exchange for providing support to our community. Anyway, the Wall Street Journal analysis that you can read on the Wall Street Journal front page today shows that these hospitals are not very generous. And in fact, hospitals that are for-profit end up doing more for their communities 
And they're the ones that are not getting the billions of dollars in tax breaks. Now, UPMC wasn't mentioned. In this UPMC article. was not mentioned. Um, there was a large healthcare uh, consortium in uh, Stanford, California, that was mentioned. One that was mentioned in South Dakota. Um, those are the ones that jump off the top of my head. But the amount of money they're getting from the federal government is shocking. And to think that they would not be investing it in the people who really need a break if they end up going into the emergency room, having a car accident, need to be life flighted, and end up with tens or $20,000 worth of bills. It's really shocking. And number four, since his days running track at North Allegheny, Aiden Owens Delerme, and I'm just guessing on the pronunciation of the name, has talked about winning world titles and Olympic medals. This weekend, the NCAA champion decathlete made his world championships debut and proved those dreams certainly are not too far off. Reading from today's trip, competing against the sport's best pro athletes, the 22-year-old college star finished fourth Sunday night at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon, with a personal best 8,000. 532 points. Wow. And that's your fabulous. top four. Excellent. Four. Very, very good. It's a wide variety of news stories. Isn't that, that exciting to think about? So. Yeah. yeah. So he's been working really hard since the, his days at NA and continues to exceed even the best expectations. Outstanding. Congratulations, young man. We'll take a quick break. Come back when we do. is Monday. Our first guest is always Greg Clugston, who joins us live from the nation's capital, where he sits inside the White House. Stay tuned. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home. 1.5 Word FM, WORD. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie presents a fascinating message called What I Would Tell My Younger Self. What guiding principles are important to share with the younger generation or any generation? Pastor Greg explores that this week. Tune in for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. The IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too, even threaten your home or business. Don't take on the IRS alone. If you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. The experts at Optima specialize in a powerful IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added Live Chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live Chat. One of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. 
There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in Northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is Pastor Tom Hall. People are capable of such goodness, so why are we at war with each other? It turns out the Christian faith is completely realistic about human nature. Faith gives us the tools to examine ourselves and imagine a better future. Join us for worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown, Sundays at 1045, for our sermon series, What's Wrong With Us? Learn more at fpcp.org. Our first guest of today's show was with President Joe Biden the day before President Biden revealed that he himself had COVID. Well, do you think our next guest gave him COVID? Or has COVID. Uh Uh-oh. We don't want to start rumors. (laughs) Greg Clarkson is with us. Greg's our SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, how are you feeling is the first question. (laughs) Feeling great. great. Here it comes. (laughs) No, no. I actually am. I am Okay. And I have had family and friends joke the very same thing that maybe it was, you know, me or a member of the press corps mm. who gave the president uh, the COVID. But who knows? Maybe so. Very close. You, you were just like feet away, were you not? Yeah, I was in the press pool uh, that traveled with uh, President Biden on Air Force One up to Massachusetts. He had an outdoor event up there on uh, last Wednesday. And then when we returned to Andrews Air Force Base, uh, we were gathered under the wing on the tarmac, as we often do, as the, as the pre- as we always do when the president gets on and off the airplane. And he he came over to speak with us at the end of the day and took questions for about three minutes. So we're outside, standing very close to him, within three feet. I I got a question in as well. Uh, had my had a colleague from the New York Times send me a picture of uh, me asking a question, just literally two and a half, three feet away from the president, and then it was just a few hours later, the next morning, when he tested positive. But we were not designated by the White House medical unit as close contacts, despite okay. really? physically being close. I see. Okay, now the question is: if you are, uh, if you've determined that you did not give the president COVID. Is it a special designation if you get COVID from presidential? The president? Is it like is it like a better COVID? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. I boy, I'm not sure if it's better, but it certainly would fall into a different category. I would mm-hmm. I would assume, Kathy. Right. You're sure. right. Um, you might I have did, to get a special I, vaccine to battle against yeah. COVID you get from the president. Mm. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure the CDC has uh, guidelines uh, pertaining to that just yet, but uh, it, it didn't happen this time, but it could happen in the future. We'll have to watch for it. Right. Now, we were wondering, you know, whenever the, you know, it was announced, that maybe the president got COVID from his recent Mid- Middle East trip. Well, you know, that's interesting because the, the question has been asked of the White House and the White House doctors and, and other officials, uh, as you might guess, don't really know for certain sure. where the president yeah. picked it up. But he, you're right, John. He had he had just a, a few days prior to uh, getting infected, had been overseas in the Middle East and, uh, you know, Israel, Saudi Arabia had come back for a couple of days uh, and then made that day trip last Wednesday, as I mentioned, up to Massachusetts. And then it was the following day when he tested positive. There it is. So when you were traveling with the president and you had uh, close proximity to him, able to ask him a question on the tarmac, uh, what question did you choose and uh, what was top of mind that day? Yeah, several questions were asked about, in fact, COVID and about uh, climate, because that was the subject matter of his speech in Massachusetts. 
and a couple of other uh, policy matters before the Congress. I asked about monkeypox because this is something that uh, just over the weekend was designated a global emergency by the World Health Organization. I asked the president if he was if he was satisfied with his administration's response to monkeypox because there has been bipartisan concerns expressed by members of Congress, including members of his own Democratic Party, that the administration has not been moving fast enough. The government has not been moving fast enough uh, on this. And he he uh, he answered the question. It didn't have a lot to say about it, except to say that he would be receiving a report at the end of last week with an update uh, from the appropriate agency on that matter. So we haven't heard much more from the White House on that just yet. Very nice. Greg, let's move on to economic matters. Um, numbers were released today. And of course, there's been lots of talk over the last several months about teetering on the uh, verge of recession. Where do these numbers stand? This is a big week, John. You're right. A lot of economic news coming out over the next few days. Uh, everybody is going to be looking at, um, I say everybody, the White House, obviously very concerned and, and interested in, in key parts of the administration, looking at a high-profile report coming out on Thursday from the Commerce Department, because that will be the first estimate of the GDP or the economy's output for the second quarter of this year. In the first quarter, economic output was down in the U.S., And traditionally, a recession has been defined of two consecutive quarters of decline. Mm, So there is uh, there are some forecasts that perhaps the second quarter economic output would go down, which would traditionally be the definition of a recession. But what's interesting is the administration, the White House already pushing back on the idea that we're in a recession even before the numbers are being released because they say, and they are right to this extent, this is a strange economy we're in. And we've talked about it here on your program before, how uh, inflation is high, but job creation remains strong, employment numbers are strong, and consumer spending remains high despite high inflation. And so it's kind of a strange mix of economic indicators. And that's why the White House will argue, even if economic input goes down two quarters in a row, they argue it's not a recession, but there will be others who will, uh, of course, quickly label this Biden recession if, in fact, that happens. So they're trying to get out in front of it before the before the news actually breaks. So this is yeah. uh, this is kind of where we are in politics today, right? Is that we're we're fearing the worst news about our administration, and so we're going to figure out what our talking points are <laughs> before it's before we even know what the facts, you know, are in particular. That's that's exactly what's happening, okay. Kathy. Obviously, the economy uh, with inflation being so high and gas prices, although they have been coming down, uh, they've been a real political weight mm-hmm. on this president, on the White House and Democrats generally, of course, in advance of the midterm elections coming this November. So obviously, if the White House can and the administration can spin the numbers the best they can in terms of saying technically it's not a recession because so many other factors in the economy are doing well. We'll have to see if that flies with the American people. SRN News White House Greg Clarkson joins us live from the White House. Greg, uh, there still continues to be, uh, unsurprising, more fallout from uh, the uh, recent reversal of the Roe ruling. Talk to us about what you know there. Well, as we're seeing, uh, John and Kathy, uh, it's becoming a state-by-state issue. That's essentially what the Supreme Court ruling uh, did by turning it back to the states when it comes to abortion restrictions. Indiana is in the spotlight this week because today you had um, legislators in Indiana start a committee debate and hearings on uh, possible uh, tough restrictions in Indiana with just very few exceptions 
to abortion. And it uh, caught the attention of the White House. Vice President Kamala Harris traveled to Indianapolis today. And this has become sort of a part of her portfolio ever since that Supreme Court ruling a few weeks ago. She has been traveling to states and talking about abortion rights and meeting with uh, with key supporters of abortion rights in various states that are dealing with this issue. So we're going to continue to see the White House, especially the vice president, be very vocal on this issue. And uh, Indiana is just the latest of states that are grappling with this right now. So how is the vice president received when she's going on these missions? We know her trip to Guatemala, where that was probably six months ago, um, about immigration, very, uh, I would say, not well received. Uh, So, you know, states are considering um, what to do about abortion restrictions. It's now been defederalized, right? So states have the freedom Mm -hmm. to do what they want to do. How are they responding to someone from the federal government coming in and trying to persuade? Well, I think, Kathy, probably the simple answer to that is just depending on where you fall on the issue of abortion and where the restrictions are. Obviously, those that are trying to preserve what had been uh, available under Roe v. Wade, uh, they they welcome having a national voice come and, and, and lend support to their local state efforts to push for abortion rights. Obviously, uh, pro-life individuals and organizations that are, are, are working with uh, key lawmakers to uh, put more restrictions in place. Um, they, they probably don't have, I don't know if they have a strong feeling about the vice president coming in, but obviously they uh, are on the opposite side. Right. So uh, efforts to codify abortion, um, of course, uh, met with resistance. It feels as though this is what's happening right now in the the Senate and the Congress, that uh, same sex also under the microscope and codifying processes uh, ongoing there as well, Greg. Yeah, it really is uh, an interesting development uh, when it comes to uh, pushing forward for uh, protecting same-sex marriage in federal law. This bill already passed the House, and now... It's uh, it, there's an attempt in the Senate to move forward with it. You need to go. You, you need to get um, obviously all the Democrats, 50, and then another 10 Republicans to sign on to this. I, I believe there are at least five Republicans who have publicly supported, really? said that they would support this. And there's the push now to find five more to to move forward with a vote on on this. And it it all comes really as a result of uh, Clarence Thomas's comments at, in that Dobbs right. ruling on abortion, suggesting that other key uh, areas, uh, including same-sex marriage, could be under review or up for review in the future. And so this is an effort, essentially, uh, to preempt anything that might happen at the court level. Right. Even though Samuel Alito and Brett Kavanaugh both said in the majority opinion and in Kavanaugh's minor er, majority opinion, his additional commentary, that they did not look at it that way. Yeah. Yeah. They were very clear about saying that uh, Clarence Thomas, however, took a different tact. And that's what Democrats in per- who are in particular hanging on to and saying, look, this is a warning signal from Clarence Thomas. And they're doing what they can uh, to protect same sex marriage at the federal level, I, as I mentioned, already passed the House. And it has a decent chance of passing the Senate, which would be sort of an unexpected development here this summer. Hmm. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston with us. Um, Speaking of uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas, I saw some news break this afternoon that there's some conversation about Jenny Thomas, uh, um, Clarence Thomas's wife, being brought before the January 6th commission uh, to ask about her involvement in the uh, what's being known as an insurrection. Uh, have you heard anything about that? And do you think that'll actually come to pass? 
Yeah, there's a lot of interest as to whether that will happen or not, Kathy. There are members on that January 6th uh, House Select Committee who say that they have been um, in in conversation, in talks with Ginny Thomas and her representatives about possibly uh, appearing um, in a voluntary capacity as opposed to responding to a subpoena from that panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they want to hear from her. She, uh, for years and years, has been well known uh, to be a, uh, an active participant in, in conservative policy matters and conservative politics. But what's of particular interest to the committee uh, is her outreach to the White House on January 6th and, and perhaps even in the days leading up to the, uh, the riot on the 6th. She was uh, sending text messages to the uh, then chief of staff at the White House, Mark Meadows, and, and other key people in the inner circle at the Trump White House. So uh, there are a lot of members of the committee that would like to hear directly from her. Boy, that, what, what a gigantic story that would be. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. It would be, yeah. Being the wife of a Supreme Court justice <laughs> and, and being involved in, in that matter. Yeah, uh, that's, that's why it's, it's interesting to see whether there will be any sort of voluntary um, you know, uh, participation on her part or if it would be forced by a subpoena. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, I was going to say, I mean, here we are, you know, essentially in the dog days of summer. You would expect, and I'm sure you can speak to this, that uh, Washington, D.C. would calm down a little bit. But from your stories here, it seems that's the opposite. Yeah, well, we're uh, we are heading for uh, the month of August, which is traditionally a quiet month in terms of uh, political activity in Congress uh, on Capitol Hill here in Washington. In fact, uh, I think the House is heading for their recess at the end of this week and then maybe one more week for the Senate. Or maybe I have that reversed. But in any case, John, lawmakers are uh, anxiously uh, pushing through uh, their final pieces of legislation and other work here before a summer recess. And so we'll have to see if if August is traditionally quiet again this summer, Mm -hmm. as it often is. But right now, there are a lot of things (laughs) happening. They sure are. Sadly, Greg, our time together drawing to a close, but it wouldn't be right uh, if I didn't ask you about uh, another matter that perhaps might not be White House related. But equally pressing. Very. Because Newsweek reports today, Greg, that a Lexington, Virginia man has announced his intent to eat nothing but Taco Bell for 30 days straight Mm. as part of a health experiment. He says he wants to see if, quote, he gets healthier. Mm. So do you have any commentary about uh, this plan, uh, the scientific experiment he's beginning? Or Or would you like to share your eating habits? (laughs) Well, I have to say that uh, I, I've been known to pull through the Taco Bell drive-through. Oh, yeah. uh, have you? Occasion. How often? Yeah, a, what, how often is this occasion? <laughs> oh, not not as often as uh, in, in my younger years. Let's just put it that mm, way. Right, right. But, okay. uh, What's your yeah, choice? I love a love a cheesy, beefy uh, burrito or mm-hmm. a chalupa, something along those lines. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and are you yeah. tempted for the cinnamon crisps? Uh, yeah, they're they're okay. I I. I, I, I stick mostly with the burritos and, uh-huh. the, and the tacos for the most part, right. but I can handle those. But yeah, you know, I, this sounds similar to something that was done a, a number of years ago with someone eating McDonald's food for a period of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he's passed uh, away. Which I think was documented in it. <laughs> yeah, he's passed. <laughs> so, sadly. He wants to see whether it's going to be healthy or not. I, I think we already know the answer ahead we of do. time, but more power to him. I, I, I wonder, in reading the story from Newsweek today, if we need this type of scientific experimentation. I just. <laughs> no, no. It, t- it sounds like to me it's like a cheap food grab. Yes. Right? Just some guy trying to make some cash. That's all. And I think it's probably important for me just to be honest and say I've never been to Taco Bell in my life. Oh, good golly. I never have. I never have, you guys. Because you know why, Greg, they don't serve kale. That's (laughs) Okay, that's Uh, that's why. 
We're going to have to do a uh, ride home road trip, I think. Oh, okay. there you go. All Come, right. Coming to see D.C. Listen, if we come to D.C. to see you, I would We're not going to Taco Bell. that we go to someplace nice with <laughs> exactly. Taco Bell. I hope so, too. It's just a dream I have. Thank you, Greg. Always a great pleasure. Thanks for bringing this up to date. Have a great week. Thank, Thank you, you too, as well. Greg. Greg Clarkson, SRN News, White House correspondent. Information about Greg at wordfm.com across the Salem Radio Network. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. This is Greg Trusinski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream brands. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. With a new college semester right around the corner, your student might need a new mattress for their apartment or dorm. At the Original Mattress Factory, we hand-build twin extra-long mattresses and box springs that are commonly used in college dorms. In fact, we offer twin extra-long mattresses in a variety of models to match every budget and comfort preference. And we can deliver to anywhere in the U.S., including colleges and universities. Visit OriginalMattress.com or an Original Mattress Factory store near you to learn more. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. Speaking of zero right now get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com you've tried the rest now try the best windowsarrestpittsburgh.com Do you need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blind shades and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. Don't overpay for new blinds. Shop Blindster today and save big. Blindster.com. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Partly to mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Tonight's low 62, less humid tomorrow with clouds and sunshine will reach a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a shower. Expect a low of 65. Mostly cloudy skies Wednesday. It will be humid with a thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 79. 
Thursday, cloudy, humid, couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 79. With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. All right, Kathy. Yes. Someone, parenthetically, walks into the studio holding a little seven-month-old baby. Okay. You see the baby, and you start talking to the baby. I love you, little baby. Oh, exactly. Look how cute you are, you little mm-hmm. precious. Yeah, yeah. You start talking to the yeah. baby, right? Okay. That little baby talk thing. That I was just doing. Yes. is is the Look how good you are. Is called parentees. Mm. Parentees. And, um, so it's like a weird language that you drop into without even realizing it when you're talking to a baby? Yep, exactly. Okay. Parentees. It seems to be that conversation, that style of communication, universal to humans around the world. In its most wide-ranging study of its kind, 40 scientists helped to gather and analyze 1,615 voice recordings from 410 parents on six continents in 18 languages from diverse communities, rural, urban, isolated, cosmopolitan, internet savvy to off the grid, from hunters and gatherers in Tanzania to urban dwellers in Beijing. The results published in the journal Nature showed that in every one of these cultures, the way the parents spoke and sang to their infants, infants differed from the way they communicate with adults and that those differences were profoundly similar from group to group. That is so interesting. What does that mean? So like baby talk is universal. Yes, it is. Somehow the baby in our presence elicts. Yeah, unless it's some kind of like, look at how, look at how beautiful you are. Yeah. Look at. Parentees. Okay, so... What about, like, when I was doing that, thinking about what I would be saying to a baby, it does sound similar to how I would be talking to my animals. Similar, yeah. So I wonder if there is a parallel. Do people talk to their pets the same way? I'm not trying to bring the idea of parents talking to children down to another level. I'm just wondering if... Right, that there's something emotional about something super beautiful Mm -hmm. or innocent Mm -hmm. that we drop the facade i I wonder you know what does that say it says a lot of things obviously but what does that say about the about us as humans communicating in that style that we drop the facade of cool yes or educated or whatever and we allow this emotional thing to happen to to kind of take over I wonder what that means. I mean, it's, it's, if, if it took 40 scientists in 1,600 different voice languages to, to go to through this. To assess that. Okay, so listen to this. Uh, since we're porch sitters yep. without AC in our house, in the evenings we eat dinner out there mm-hmm. and all the people come by with their dogs, yep. all of our neighbors. I don't blame and so every time a dog comes by, I, my husband and I say hi yeah. to the dog. Yeah. Right? Well, now – it's now like Pavlov's. When the dogs come by, they stop in front of our house. They're waiting. Like they're they're waiting for their adoration. <laughs> As well they should. Right. Because they know they know to expect it. And so you say, Oh well aren't you the best boy? Yeah, right. Who's aren't a good you? boy? Yeah, you're such a good girl. Look yeah. how pretty. And I, I I don't know. And they they know to expect it. And they like it. 
course. They ju- they really do. It's re- it's it's very interesting. And then after it's over, then they trot off and go home. They with feel their fulfilled. Own. Right. Very good. All right, parentees. They were recognized. So parentees and the universal yeah. language. All right, we're going to go from parentees. Our next guest is going to speak about contempt. Mm. That sounds different than parentees, does it not? That's next in the right home. 101.5 WORD. Plan now to join Word FM Tuesday, August 16th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The Ride Home's John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinnercruise. Dad, why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James. And if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it. Toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself, or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. Going to a jewelry store for the perfect custom engagement ring is so yesterday. At Mock & Company, your luxury concierge jeweler, your personal designer awaits. Begin the conversation at mockandcojewelry.com. Share ideas over social, email, or text. Get expert advice on metals and stones. Your exact 3D design will be ready within days. And the Monroeville team eager to begin your one-of-a-kind creation. Visit mockandcojewelry.com and book your virtual appointment today. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. So there's a difference of opinion. There are uh, arguments. Mm-hmm. This There are uh, misunderstandings. Mm-hmm. But contempt is a different level. It's beyond... Uh, differing opinions. It's beyond, you know, we had a little dust up over it. Contempt is deep. When you feel contempt coming at you. Yeah. Oh. Is it the worst? 
<laughs> is it the worst feeling ever? When someone is It kind of takes your breath away. Oh, it's that bad. It is you. that When bad. you feel the dripping. Yep. Oh, yep. Takes your breath. Oh. Dr. Tim Muehlhoff is with us to talk today about contempt. Tim is professor of communications at Biola University and author of Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church, which is the winner of the Award of Merit in Christianity Today's Best Books of 2022. Tim, contempt is rough. Oh, please. Boy, it sure is. It sure is. You know, I think we should have this conversation on the cruise that you guys are doing. Mm. Oh, yeah. I'm completely open to an invite. Are you? Terrific. Now, here's the thing. You'd have to fly here. And um, you, it's probably going to be extremely hot, mm-hmm. and it's going to be very humid, which is different than what you normally understand. Wait, you're supposed your to sell the cruise. Sorry. Yeah, he's from Southern <laughs> California. <laughs> okay. Why would he come to Pittsburgh in summer? He's open to the suggestion. Okay. You're supposed to make it sound like, I hey. I take wow. back everything I said. It's going to be spectacular, and you should join us. Jeez. We'll throw in a little little sailor hat as well, Tim. Okay. Well, we, one of the great things being part of Biola University is we get some of the top-notch people come to campus. Mm. And we recently had Arthur C. Brooks. Oh, yeah, I love Arthur. Yeah, who, who's just tremendous. He sure is. He, yeah. So he came and spoke on, he has a book that been out a couple of years called Love Your Enemies, How Decent People Can Save America from the Culture of Contempt. And he said, civility is not our problem. It's not that we yell at each other. It's not that we're being... Um, uh, intolerant of each other. He said, it's contempt that's killing us. Mm. And so I asked him, we, we ju- I just had him on our podcast uh, this morning, and I said, okay, how would you define contempt? Yes. And how does it differ from anger? So okay. he said this, anger, I'm mad, but I care about the relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to parenting, welcome to marriage, welcome to even neighbor relationships. Contempt is you're beneath my caring. Mm. Like, I don't care about you anymore. I don't care about this relationship. I don't care about you. Um, So I asked him, what are the indicators of contempt? And he said, everything from sarcasm, sneering, hostile humor. But then he said, you know what research shows is the number one way that I show contempt towards another person? Because he's a social scientist. Do you want to guess what he said was the number one indicator of you communicating this uh, contempt towards a person? Hmm. Indifference? No. No. um, This would be actually something you could see. Hmm. Eye rolling. Oh. Isn't that brilliant? Mm Mm-hmm. Eye rolling. It's just like, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. Are you serious with this perspective? Are you serious that you just said that and then then he said let me give you some motivators non-scriptural of why you should deal with the contempt that you have towards other people he said studies have shown that contempt if harbored increases anxiety depression rates compromises our sleep and compromises our immune system that we literally are eating ourselves from the inside out if we're harboring Mm. contempt for people and so I asked him, okay, uh, what should we do if we feel like contempt is starting to enter the picture, you know, going from anger and disagreement to contempt? Now, listen, I'm going to warn your listeners right now. Each one of these is brutally convicting. So I suggest, like, like a, a spoiler alert for a movie. Yes. I say, listeners, turn off your radio right now. You do not want to hear these three because it's going to mess with your dots and ruin your life. 
Okay? Bring it. Okay. Here they go. One he borrows from Gottman. I- I've known of this forever. It's called the five-to-one ratio. So he says to battle contempt, the order is really important. So before you say something harsh about a person or that could be perceived as negative, you have to either say five positives or think five positives before you ever get to the negative critique. Hmm. Then I said, okay, well, I could, I'm channeling some of my friends who maybe have really bad opinions towards our current president or President Trump, and they would legitimately say, um, I, I can't think of five. There, there aren't <laughs> right. five. What? Do you, know, do you know what his response was? What? This is a guy who teaches at the Harvard Kennedy School and the Harvard Business School. This is what he said. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's said, so good. I, I said, hang, hang oh, on, I'm writing that down. Touche. <laughs> Grow up. That is uh, so good. Isn't that – he said, listen, you would ha- – I, I literally wrote it down. As I was interviewing him, I'm literally taking notes. And he goes, you would have to live in la-la land. It's literally what he said. You can't, five, you can't find five, five positives to say about the current president, mm-hmm. about his love for his wife, his love for his children, um, that he wanted to be president of the United States in the first place. Who would ever want this job? That he's come to the aid, aid of Ukraine – that he's right. I, I mean, he just said, "Listen, that's a cop out. That is a royal cop out, and shows me that you're living in an echo chamber." Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliantly Excellent. convicting. Uh, the second one is stand up for people that are not in the room. Mm. So when you're in group, your echo chamber is bashing somebody. Have enough moral courage to say, "Guys, come on. I, listen, I'm not in favor of this person either, but." Man, we're being way too harsh here. Um, I just got back from Campus Crusades uh, National Staff Training in Milwaukee and had two people walk up to me and bash some leaders with crew. And I just said to them, I said, listen, guys, we can't do this. And and one guy literally said, oh, come on. This is like cigar talk. This is just like us shooting the breeze. And I said, guys, we we can't do this anymore. We can't shoot the breeze if it's going to be that um, toxic toxic towards a fellow believer i said we boy they turned they were not happy really oh they were not happy and and walked away and i was like okay well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay yeah. and that's hard to do but i just feel like we need to do it. then his last one was this and this is just way too convicting ask yourself are there any people that you have treated with contempt if so apologize he said this, we are contempt addicts, that when, when we have contempt, our brain is flooded with certain emotions, and we almost get a, a hit of endorphins, or it, it, he said, in other words, it feels really good when you bash somebody, your yeah. brain almost rewards it. So I asked him, okay, well, then how do we counteract that? He goes, well, love triumphs. He goes, love gives you the same emotional pleasure, get a load of this, as heroin. As heroin. So when you love somebody or experience love, it is almost as if you're taking a hit of heroin. Mm. He said, so love conquers hate. So do you want God's love more than you want the, um, the admiration of your in-group that you're bashing somebody? Mm. 
That's so good, Tim. Okay, so just as love is as powerful as heroin, I'm sure for a lot of people in this day and age, contempt is as well. Yeah, and we get addicted. He said you get addicted to it, and you get rewarded by your in-group. So so I said to him, I said, okay, but aren't there any people who, who deserve our contempt? Mm-hmm. And he said, not from a Christian perspective, because mm-hmm. he's Catholic. He goes to Mass every day. He said, uh, not from a Christian perspective, because the Dalai Lama, who he's friends with, and the Dalai Lama has been a guest lecturer in his class. Cool. I'm like, okay, I, I, could, get, I could get John and Kathy. Right. I know I could get them. I mean, you, might, not- you might be able to get John and Kathy, depending <laughs> oh. on how the cruise thing works out. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the Dalai Lama's been banished uh, by China, right. Right. And, and he lives in exile, he says, this is what um, uh, Brooke says, that every morning in his morning meditations, the Dalai Lama sends positive thoughts towards the leaders of China that they will experience a happy life. Hmm. And I thought, wow, do I pray for no, my enemies? I never do that. I never, Kathy, I never pray that way for my enemies. It's just really convicting to me, and I think I need to start. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I think I need to. Remember Lewis Smedes? He wrote. He wrote on forgiveness. He said, "Not forgiving somebody is like you taking poison and hoping the other person dies." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think Arthur Brooks is saying contempt is doing that to us as a nation. Yeah, and we've got it. We've got it. And he said, "Swap it out with love." And he said, that's the New Testament message. It is the New Testament message. I mean, he's absolutely right. You can't, I mean, can we argue with any of these three things? No, you can't. No, of there's, course there's you can't. No all, you can, all you can do, like, you're you're not. like you said, Tim, is be convicted by them. And be the adult. Yeah. And, and, and what, like, you related that Campus Crusade thing. Um, and you, you know, that he said, the person who was talking to you said, well, you know, don't, don't be so tight. This is cigar talk, which yeah. I have to be honest, is a lot like, that's like the Christian version of locker room talk. Mm-hmm. Totally. Right? So that's what President Trump said that made people so mad, right? Cigar yep. talk is no, is, is no better. It's just, it's more, it's, it's a little sanitized, right. right? And it's in our, it's a, it's different because it's in our sphere. Yeah. But okay. So Tim, the, the weird thing is, I mean, you know, the, the example you used is very convicting. So whether you are pro or anti Joe Biden or pro or anti Donald Trump, I mean, those are the two lightning rods in this country. Yep. Yeah. So, so remember when Paul, he's speaking on Mars Hill and if you read Acts right before it, you know, the idols literally turn his stomach. The Greek, it means his stomach is literally upset. He's nauseous about the idols that he sees in Athens. But when he gets up, we studied this in my rhetoric class. When he gets up, what does he say? Men of Athens, you absolutely disgust me in your idolatry. He doesn't. He stands up and he goes, men of Athens, I observe that you're people of worship. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a soft startup rather than the harsh startups we see. And so I, I, I think I'm going to adopt in my rhetoric class, this is my promise to all your listeners, in my rhetoric class, we are going to list the people that we don't like, public figures, and then we are going to do an assignment with my students, and me included, have to come back and say, okay, give me five positives 
about each one of these people that we just put up on the whiteboard board. Come back with five positives for each person. Very good. Tim, Listen, I wish we could talk about this longer, uh, but our time's up. That's Tim Muhoff from Biola University. Check out his book, uh, Winsome Conviction, Disagreeing Without Dividing the Church. It is so excellent. Yep. And Tim, join us on the cruise. August 16th. I I'll pick you. you up at the airport. It promises to be a beautiful day. Tuesday Tickets night. Tickets at wordfm.com. You're going to love Pittsburgh. We're going to love being with you. The most beautiful things in life start small from a single seed. At Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse, with the aid of warm sun, fertile soil, and expert hands, those seeds blossom into gardens of fresh produce, delicious wines, and beautiful landscapes. Here at Bedner's Thriving Family Farm and Garden Center, you'll find everything you need to inspire your own homegrown happiness. Bedner's Farm and Greenhouse in McDonald, making the world beautiful since 1917 at Bednersgreenhouse.com. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. Doing it right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction, doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing it right will ensure that all work is installed to the industry's highest standards. Then, back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI Certified Installation Contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention John and Kathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Meet Brad. Brad's hard at work, or at least his website is. Ever since he added live chat with Salem Surround, Brad's customers are getting their questions answered 24-7. Website purchases have gone up 35%, and they're over three times more likely to buy from him again. No bots, just real people helping real people. Live chat, one of the easiest, most affordable ways Salem Surround can increase your business while you do other things, or nothing at all. Ask us how at surroundpittsburgh.com. Today's wine and cheese day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I pass the cheese, please. So neither you nor I drink alcohol, mm-hmm. so we're not doing the wine thing. Nope. Uh, but uh, cheese is something we believe in deeply. Happily, sure. Uh, yeah. And um, so I'm wondering if you were s- selecting your own little, you know, charcuterie your, tray. Or exactly, something, yeah. your little board that you were going to put yeah. grapes on or mm-hmm. fruit or some olives. What would you choose? Uh, my first would be something called Saga Blue. 
Saga Blue. Mm-hmm. That you know what? That's a good cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's soft. Mm-hmm. It's like brie, but it's got a little bite to it it's as well. Much better than brie, I think. Yeah. Uh, cheese. How about that cheese I brought when our families went away together a couple weeks oh, ago? Oh, oh. With the uh, it was the cheddar. With chive and onion? Yeah, that was, that's excellent. Wasn't that an excellent yeah, cheese? See, that's a very, very good cheese. See, when we got up to leave, yeah. there was like stuff on that on that cheese board, and I was like, oh, we need to eat that. Yeah, like, why I didn't wasn't you ready eat that? to leave yet. Yeah, but then we had to leave. It is a great tragedy. That's a very, very good cheese. How yeah. about Havarti with dill? Oh, I'm happy to have that. If I think that's a very good one also. Deer Heart is gone, but down in the strip. You should go to um, the cheese counter. Yeah. Ask for St. Andre, because that's a great crowd pleaser. St. Andre, yeah, it's fabulous. Some black diamond cheddar. Mm, It's hard to go wrong with that. That's excellent. Sage Derby. You tried that for Mm -hmm. the first time. That beautiful color. It's a wonderful cheese. You just need somebody who knows their cheeses to recommend. To kind of guide you through. Yeah. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Assessments.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The White House says President Biden's COVID-19 symptoms have almost completely resolved. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton reports. The president's doctor says Mr. Biden still has some nasal congestion and hoarseness, but his other COVID symptoms have subsided. Dr. Kevin O'Connor's latest medical update says the president's vital signs remain absolutely normal and he plans to continue isolating in the White House residence. The president continues taking the antiviral Paxlovid, which helps reduce the chance of severe illness from the coronavirus. Greg Cluxton. Washington. Shots fired at Dallas's Love Field. A 37-year-old woman was dropped off at the airport around 11 a.m. local time, walked inside near the ticketing counters, and then entered a bathroom. She emerged wearing a hooded sweatshirt, pulled a gun, and fired several shots apparently at the ceiling. She was shot in the leg and taken to the hospital. This is SRN News. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They are so passionate about teaching people how to own physical gold and silver. They've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devaluation. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. A beautiful day here at All About Golf in Butler, where 14-year-old Jimmy and his dad are on the executive nine-hole course. He's been practicing all year at All About Golf's driving range, featuring top tracer technology. Is that a Ping G425 driver dad just pulled out of their Ping Hoofer golf bag? <laughs> yes, and Jimmy's set of new hybrids was chosen with the help of All About Golf's Ping certified club fitter at the Pro Shop. That's up and down for par at All About Golf in Butler. Practice, learn, play at All About Golf. Golf.com. 
Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. Is your school a true partner in your child's education? They should be. Pittsburgh's Christian schools agree. If you're looking for a safe environment where kids can learn, challenge, and grow with highly qualified teachers who are not only caring but accessible, where academic excellence goes hand-in-hand with character development, consider Christian education. Right now, local Christian schools are offering half-price tuitions for first-time enrollees, like Walnut Grove Christian School in West Mifflin. Visit wordfm.com slash tuitions. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Partly to mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Tonight's low 62, less humid tomorrow with clouds and sunshine. We'll reach a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a shower. Expect a low of 65. Mostly cloudy skies Wednesday. It will be humid with a thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 79. Thursday, cloudy, humid, couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hello and welcome. Monday. Is today the 25th? Today's the 25th. 25th. Christmas is what? Five Why months away. Why would you away. say that? Five months? Because it's the 25th. You naturally, you. don't you always think no, that? Tw- never. Every time the 25th comes I out every month? I that. always think that. Never think that. Well, there's nothing wrong with me. Because it's 90 degrees. Yeah. And we're experiencing summer, and you're like, oh, Christmas is around the corner. This like, might go back to, like, um, you know, you know what this goes back to? What? My Christmas club. Oh. Right. Mm-hmm. Did you belong? Did you have a Christmas club? No. You never had a Christmas club? You're putting money aside as the. Right. Region Square going. Savings and Loan. I had a Christmas club there. Yeah. Just saving up to sure. you know, spend it on. So, of course, the 25th, I go, oh, okay. It's coming. It's five months away. It's Maybe. horrible to Merry even Christmas. contemplate. Maybe the first to tell you. Merry Christmas. Oh. Okay. I can't believe you guys aren't excited by that. I'm no. super excited. I'm I watch Christmas movies all. all year round. I get out of here. Well, no, that's on a va- no, no, no. On vacation? Really? Christmas movies? Oh, um, Hallmark um, Christmas movies were on while Christy Marie was in there. Oh, yeah. She was watching Christmas movies. What? Sorry to the rest of the fam, but yeah, I was watching Christmas movies. <laughs> I love it. It's good. <laughs> you got to be excited. Okay. I don't know why. Because it's Christmas. Okay. 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 A little lump of coal for you this year, Kathy Emmons. <laughs> Why? Why would you be excited about Christmas? Because it's Christmas. Why would you? Holy moly. It's too much. Everybody tries to jam everything into that like 21-day period. It's just too much. That's why you go five months back and wade into it slowly. (laughs) 
Hey, so are we waiting in it? We're starting to wade into it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not waiting. It's five months I'm not, away. I'm not you're waiting. waiting. There's no waiting. Listen, whether you know it or not, you're already waiting. Oh, my God. Because you're with us. Oh, my gosh. That's how it works. dragging me into this. That's how it works. Okay. Uh, Pope Francis today in uh, Canada yeah. offered a sweeping apology to indigenous people on their native land in Canada on Monday, fulfilling a critical demand of many of the survivors of church-run residential schools that became centers of abuse, assimilation, and uh, devastation and death for over a century. Quote, here's the Pope. I humbly beg forgiveness for the evil committed by so many Christians against the indigenous people. Uh, there was a, a large crowd of people wearing indigenous clothing, headdresses. Uh, he was in Alberta, which is a site of a former residential school. The Pope made his apology in a powwow circle, a covered ring surrounding an open space used for traditional dancing and drumming circles. Around it were teepees, campfires, and um, uh, cultural support uh, areas. Francis, who arrived at the event being pushed in a wheelchair, added that his remarks were intended for every Native community in person and said that a feeling of shame had lingered since he apologized to representatives of Indigenous people in April at the Vatican. That's why I had to come to see you on your own land. He said he was deeply sorry. A remark that triggered applause and approving shouts for the many, in, for the for the ways in which many Christians supported the supported the colonizing mentality of the powers that oppressed the indigenous people. I am sorry. I'm sorry, he said. Uh, I ask forgiveness in particular for the ways in which many members of the church and of religious communities cooperated, not least through their indifference Mm -hmm. in projects of cultural destruction and forced assimilation promoted by the governments of that time, which culminated in the systems of residential schools. I'm glad he did. I think it's great. Very good. I think it's great. You know, we often just don't, recognize the immensity of the task of calling ourselves Christians is that we carry the name of Jesus with us. And so we sully that name. Mm -hmm. And if we just go on with it and never say, wait a minute, what have I done? I'm sorry. You know, if we just continue on and just keep on doing it, that then those Actions can become systems. Those systems can be oppressive. They can be more than oppressive. They can be harmful. They can take people's lives. But it it all started at the very beginning with a believer who called themselves a Jesus follower and didn't act like one. Well, they did this in the name of Jesus, thinking it was the right and good thing to do. Right? Did they not? That was. I I have. I I believe. I don't know that. I think that they. Well, I'm not speaking. You know. I would say that they went in thinking we're going to essentially help people out of where they are. I don't think they yeah, went in. Yeah, that could be. Yes, I, I think, I think you're probably. I think you're probably. I mean, we don't do. know the people. We don't know much anything about those people. But I think you're probably right. I think that's a generous take on it, as they went into it with the best intentions. Yes, with the best yeah. intentions, and of course, yeah. people being people, of course, we make a hot mess of everything. Yeah. And so many hundreds of thousands of people in Canada. And the whole time they were carrying the name of Jesus with them as right. they were making a hot mess of everything. So when Francis finished his remarks, many who had listened said they were satisfied with the apology. Quote, it was genuine and it was good, good. said Cam Bird, 42, a residential school survivor from Little Red River Reserve in Saskatchewan. He believes us. 
But, they say, I'm reading from the New York Times, but others were still taking stock of what had just happened. Quote, I haven't really digested it yet, said Bob Barb Morin, 64, from Saskatchewan, whose parents suffered in residential schools and who wore a shirt reading, Residential School Survivors Never Forgotten. I'm having a really hard time internalizing this right now. And of course you would. Right. I mean, if you I'm sure that we're talking to people right now who've been victims of churches, victims of people who said they were Jesus followers. That's a very hard thing to get past. Of course it is. It crushes people's faith. Yeah. And it's also really hard to say you're sorry and mean it. Well, especially from a gigantic institution like like the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, it's it's, well, I think it's it's harder. It's harder to say it for yourself. Undoubtedly, but you yeah. know what I mean—the the yeah. machinations and the and the wheels of politics that were forced the the, the Pope to come and do this—is right. one thing. I mean, it's it's in many ways it's easier you and I sitting across from each other as opposed to the historical narrative of the giant of the of the Vatican. I think it's forward. easier to be in his position and and apologize than it is to you sit do. across the table from somebody and apologize. I, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I do. I disagree with I that. I think it's hard to look somebody in the eye and say, I'm sorry. I think it's easier to speak to a group of, maybe it's just me. I'm probably just speaking for myself. But I have a harder time looking at somebody across the table and saying, I'm sorry, sorry, than being in front of a group of people and saying, and I, it's not that I would mean it less. You know, I apologize for what my institution has done to your people. Um, it's that that interpersonal thing. I think it's just very, very. Both things are so important. I, I just, I'm just saying for me personally, it would be harder to do it one to one. But wasn't what if this didn't go well today? What if instead of people going, oh, I, thank you, they were like, they booed him. Yeah, or, it could have happened. Know, attacked him or could something. Have like, I mean, right? Of course. So there's a risk there that I'm sure it will happen. It would not be received well. I'm sure it will happen. Many for for. <laughs> A lot of times when people will apologize, it's not going to be well received. <laughs> for many for many reasons. Right? I mean it's very difficult. We are capable of heinous things on a daily basis. Yeah, and there've been a lot of there's been a lot of conversation in culture over the last I would say 3 years in particular about the fact that people are seeing forgiveness as weakness. What? Yeah, I mean, it's the strongest thing you can do. Our friend Tim Keller's written a lot about this uh, over the last couple of years, just about oh, the I'm fact so that by that by forgiving people, um, that that is allowing the oppressor to win again. How many times do you say to Jesus, "Forgive me, Lord, forgive me"? Right. But you're talking to a culture that's increasingly secular, and so that type of repentance to a divine figure is foreign. Well, confession and forgiveness should be the bedrock of society. I agree. I mean, <laughs> if we can't confess and forgive, then we're just But you you know you've heard you know you've heard the response. I'm sorry. I'm I know the response to someone saying them saying well, like, I'm, I'm tired of you apologizing. I'm tired of I, I well, don't Well, you can and, see that and if I'm not I'm not giving you Absolution for that. If there's deep you, abuse, because you continue to do what you're doing. Yes. Well, and so in you, many, you many ask settings. for forgiveness, and I'm not giving it. You could see why that would come. Well, that's what's right? that's what's here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to be alive. <laughs>
Isn't it hard to be alive? It sure is. Lord help us. All right, we need to take a break because it's so hard to be alive. But coming up next, our good friend, Dr. Ryan Burge, is with us. We're talking about nuns, the N-O-N-E-S. And he says, actually, he's asking the question, which gender are more likely to be nuns in 2022? We'll find out next. 101.5 WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. When the Lord instructed us to pray for our daily bread, He reminded us that all of us, no matter who we are, no matter what station we may occupy in this life, we are all totally dependent upon the Lord for the daily supply of our needs. Dr. David Jeremiah continues his series, Prayer the Great Adventure, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Ice cream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. That's exactly what's happening every day at the Springhouse in 84. We're literally up to our elbows in ice cream. But who could resist a cotton candy ice cream cone? Or how about cookie dough? Or Heath Crunch? Or even raspberry chocolate yogurt? You've just got to try them all. If not a cone, then how about a toasted almond fudge ball? Creamy vanilla ice cream rolled in toasted chopped almonds and topped with gooey hot fudge and real whipped cream. Or better yet, a strawberry ice cream shortcake made with real old-fashioned shortcakes smothered with sliced strawberries and again, real whipped cream. Jump in the car now, head to 84 in the Springhouse, where we want you to scream for ice cream. My Pillow's having their biggest sheet sale of the year. Hey, this is John Hall. You've all helped build My Pillow into this amazing company. And now, Mike Glendale, inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but is now only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. The Percale sheets are breathable, have a cool, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use the promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others. I'm at the scene of the collision. And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See? We didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by NHTSA. The five. Oh, sorry. We're, 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 all, we're t- talking about the Boston Red Sox and Ryan Burgess. Fly balls. Forest, I can't understand why the he center fielder let that happen last night. Anyway, Dr. Ryan Burge with us. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's assistant, pro- you for loop there, Ryan. assistant professor of political science at Eastern Illinois University. Check out his, his books, 20 Myths About Religion and Politics in America, and also The Nuns, who we're going to talk about the, today. That's the N-O-N-E-S, where they came from. Who they are and where they're going. Ryan, welcome back. <laughs> right. 
Hey, the Red Sox are bad. I know that. Did you fact. see that last night? Did you see that center fielder? It went over his head and yep. he just stood there. And he, he lost just did, it. And, yeah. he, and losing it is one thing, but how about not caring? Or no, like he, he was, did care. He just, you know, he Well, he didn't, didn't try say, to go get it after. It was way, because somebody was already well, there. Well, so he was just going to give up a grand slam? Yeah, they well, tell you, if, if you lose the ball, turn around and run. Right. land in front of you and you can pick it up. Yeah. You know? It, it was a bad move Boy, all the thank, way around. Thank goodness that you knew what we were talking about when we came in in your segment, baseball. Ryan. Yeah, we love <laughs> baseball, too. What's your t- who's your team, Ryan? Oh, the Cardinals all the way. Oh, there are our we're the pirates. To take. Oh, that's rough. Oh, but, the pirates are not not good guys. No, yeah, of course they're no not. Kidding, you kidding, me? Ryan. What? We well, live here. Who told you that? What Gosh. the heck? Uh huh. <laughs> Cardinals are always good. That's why. Yes, I love they them. are. They are that's always really good. depressing because they spend money. I know because they actually have a team. Yeah, they do. Good grief. Anyway, welcome anyway, to the show. Okay, so we're talking about the N O N E S, the nuns. Um, for our listeners who aren't familiar with the term, Ryan, what does that mean? It's people who say they're atheist, agnostic, or their religion is, quote, unquote, nothing in particular. Mm. Um, so they have no religious affiliation at all. Okay. And so you've been thinking, you've been writing about the nuns now for several years. Um, but now you're kind of breaking it down like uh, in like gender perspectives on this. Talk about your latest research, what you've discovered. Yeah. So there's this sort of like a, a groundbreaking seismic shift in the way that we understand religion. Because academics who study this will say that women across the board, tend to be more religious than men, whether it be how often they pray, how often yep. they go to church, whether they you know, say they're religious on surveys. You know, in, in 2016, Pew did a global survey, 83 countries, and, then, and like 75 of them, women were more religious than men are. And 10 years ago, there was a book written, called, and the title was Why Women Are More Religious Than Men. I mean, it's just hmm. sort of like a settled idea in the academic literature that women are more religious than men. But we're seeing some signs in the data now that amongst the youngest women, they're actually more likely to be nuns than the youngest men. So we're talking like 18 to 25-year-olds. Really? Women are 3% more likely to be nuns than men are right now. What does that mean? I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So it's really interesting because you look at the data, what you can see is that basically we expect the nuns to rise with younger people born you know, later and later and later, right? So someone born in 2000 is more likely to be a nun than someone born in 1990. Mm-hmm. But with men over the last 10 years, the line's flattened out. So they're not continuing to rise while women, the rate of nuns is rising with every successive you know, year of birth, right? So 95 is more likely than 90 to be nuns and 2000 is more than 95. So what we're seeing is men are leveling off and women keep rising in the share of the nuns. And what's wild is it not only shows up in affiliation, it also shows up in weekly church attendance. Now young men are more likely to go to church every week than young women. What? Yeah. It's bizarre because if you go to any church in America, more often than not, you're going to see more women in the pews than men and sometimes a lot more women than men. For instance, my church is very old, you know, a bunch of older congregation, about 15, 20 people. We could have 20 there and there might be four men and 16 women Hmm. on an average Sunday. So this is a radical change in how we think about religion and what religion is going to look like on the ground for pastors all across America, maybe in 20 or 30 years. So then what does this say, Ryan, about the culture, right? I mean, somehow women are being affected by the culture in a different way than men are? So it's hard to really pin down exactly what's causing it because it's still early days, yeah. but let me just offer a theory. Um, if you look over the last 10 years, there's been some pretty loud voices amongst male pastors to try to make Christianity more masculine. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus and John Wayne, the famous book came out sure. a year ago that really talked about this idea of like tying Christianity with masculinity. Think about Mark Driscoll, right? At Mars right. Hill, he was always talking about biblical manhood and men do your job and <laughs> men should be religious. 
But also, if you think about guys like Jordan Peterson, right, who preached the gospel of masculinity, Owen Strachan also talked a lot about man's job is to be faithful to God. And maybe that helped men become more religious, but there might have been a backlash against that saying, and a lot of women said, I don't want to go to a hyper-masculine church that's trying to attract these men. It's actually pushing me away, and I want to go in a different direction. The other thing that comes to mind, Ryan, is the incredible press that the different sex abuse scandals have gotten, especially in social media over the last five years, right? So, and. And it's not like women have have been the only victims because there are plenty of men who are victims of church sexual abuse. But there are more women, um, and those women have become loud voices, especially in the Twitter sphere. And I'm just wondering what effect that has. And I know that Twitter is an incredibly small group of Americans, and so I'm not trying to make any like larger you know assertions. But it does make me wonder if women who have been victims of you know one sex abuse situation or decades of gender discrimination have just had it. I think there's something to that, right? I think, you know, traditionally, if you think about what an abuse situation looks like, it's a pastor, a male pastor abusing a female, you know, parishioner. That's typically how it works out. And unfortunately, in many of those cases, the women weren't believed by the males in leadership or their concerns were tamped down. By, or they were told they were wrong, or or at least they were partly wrong for what happened. They're partly to blame for being sexually abused. And I think a lot of women have picked on up on that and said, this is a hostile place for me to be as a woman. But let's take it a step further. You know, in most of these churches, women don't have access to the full range of leadership positions that men do. Right. And in a world where women are taught they can be anything they want to be, whether it be business or, you know, education or industry But then you go into the church and say, well, there's a ceiling here. We call it the stained glass ceiling, right? You cannot rise above a certain level. I wonder if some women look at that and go, man, why would I go to a situation where they see me? I know they're not going to say this, but but women perceive they're seen as less than their male counterparts, even when they're more skilled sometimes and more talented and more gifted by God. They can't get in the pulpit because of doctrine. Right. Okay, Ryan, so let me take it in a different direction then. I mean, I thought about you the other day because I was in a local um, a CVS, you know, a drugstore, and the, and the person in front of me was an actual nun. I mean, she wasn't an N-O-N-E-S. She was a nun, and she was an in... N-U-N. Yes, and she was in full habit, whatever that habit might be, but she was in full habit. And, and I've been thinking about nuns because I grew up surrounded by nuns. And I wonder today, you know, I mean, a nuns, I think, historically found their way into the church I, probably, you know, 200 years ago or so because there were less opportunities for women at that time. Now, I think if you would go into a, um, a seminary, you would see probably more women in seminary than men. I think that's, you know, sort of changed a little bit. All that's just kind of a stew that I'm throwing at you. What do you think about that? I, I would think that women see more opportunities to be religious professionally, so to speak, than they have in the past. So I think, you know, first of all, there are examples of people, women becoming nuns back in the day because they really had no other choice. Yes. They didn't have a family structure to kind of prop them up. And they became a nun and they had housing, they had decent pay, they had a community, you know, right. togetherness. But, you know, I think what's happening with these seminaries is that women are are getting higher education at a rate that exceeds men and sometimes greatly exceeds men. Right. And that's going to change what happens in that seminary culture. But what I worry about is they look at someone like Beth Moore, let's say, who's probably the most famous female Bible preacher in America right now. 
And what what happened to her over the last couple of years? She had to leave the Southern Baptist Convention, cut away from Lifeway, which was her distributor of books and, and materials for over a decade, and go with a different publisher because she could not put up with all the hatred that was basically spewed at her, yeah. almost always by men, conservative theological men, who said that you can't teach in my denomination. So I wonder if they look at her and go, "Oh man, Beth has it all. She's a charismatic speaker. She's beautiful. She's wise. You know, she's 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 mature. And if she can't make it." How am I going to make it in that world? And so what I wonder is, is going to drive these women away maybe to a different denomination? Let's say that's more you know gender equality in those denominations. Where is it going to drive these women away entirely? And if they, it does, the church is worse for that because the church is dying for, for sure. good, strong leadership, whether it be men or women. And I wonder if the church is going to be stuck with, honestly, men who are substandard leading these churches because they don't have a lot of competition, to be honest with you. Oh, my goodness. Ryan Burge is author of 20 Myths About Religion and Politics in America. Also, you can check out The Nuns, N-O-N-E-S, where they came from, who they are, and where they're going. You can also check out Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Burge, B-U-R-G-E. Um, Ryan, it just makes me think of uh, the situation of first century uh, women, the ones that Jesus knew when he was walking around on the earth, and um, his attitude towards them was mind blowing, and it was it was much more of a cultural statement than we in the West can even imagine. Um, and they, you know, the, there are look how many stories there are in the scriptures of women who were personally changed, not by a religious structure, but by him, mm-hmm. and. That is, that's my hope is that if people are turned off by denomination or by cultural movement or by, you know, whatever it is, that they would be won over by Jesus himself. And I don't know what you think about how, you know, we as individuals pursue that or how mm-hmm. we can have that as our attitude or even what you, what your even your response would be to me saying that. Oh, I, I think one of the most profound facts about the Gospels is that in all four Gospels, the first people to learn the resurrection of Jesus Christ were women. Mm-hmm. And they went and told the men. And you know what the men did? Didn't they didn't believe them. Believe them. Right. They didn't believe them. You know, I, I think it's become a trope, right, to believe women. But I think we really have to operate from a position where we should believe women when they say they want leadership, when they say they've gotten the Holy Spirit, when they say they can lead people, lead denominations, lead churches – I think many times they are more capable than men. There's this idea called the Jackie and Jill Robinson effect, which is the idea that when women run for Congress and win, they're actually more effective legislators than men are. Because you know why they brought Jackie Robinson up? Because he was a tremendous baseball player, but he also was a tremendous human being at the same time. Right. They knew that he, when he got to playing, no one could say he doesn't deserve to be here. I think there's a lot of women who deserve to be there, to be in the conversation, to teach in seminaries, right, to lead churches. We have to believe women and when we do believe women, the body of Christ is better for it. The kingdom is richer for it. And we can move forward in a better, more positive way, knowing that women have a place at the table. That's good. Amen and amen. Ryan, uh, tell us about uh, what you're working on. Where can people find you and all that? Yeah. So Nuns Second Edition is coming out in Whoa. March of 23. Yeah. More right. nuns. Uh, 50, yeah. 70 <laughs> graphs this time. 240 uh, pages of words. A new chapter on COVID, what it did to American religion. You can Super pre-order cool. on Amazon right now. March 23 of the uh, is publication on that. You can follow me at Ryan Birds on Twitter. You're going to see a bunch of graphs and probably get angry and happy every single day. I love nothing actually makes me happier than reading a graph and getting angry. <laughs> or happy. 
Always a pleasure, Ryan. Fascinating stuff. Thanks so much. Good to talk to you, Ryan. Let's go, Bucks. Hey, at least we agree that the Red Sox stink. (laughs) Awful. (laughs) Awful. If you were lied to in buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit, 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. Despite what the world will tell you, all of us, we living and breathing creatures of God, we were all made with a purpose. Now, you know this, if you've been to college, how pivotal those years were for you. To establish who we turned out to be. Yes. So I would think that someone who is a believer in Jesus Christ, you want to go to a university that points you in the direction to your divine purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And might I say, the place to go is Grove City College. One of the issues about social media today is it tends to, uh, I don't know, put us in a place where we're always comparing ourselves to one another, right? We're, we're, and we're always looking to be better looking or we're looking to be smarter or wealthier or have better clothes or a better boyfriend or a better whatever it is. Yes. Um, and our purpose gets completely lost and we become purposeless and we can fall into anxiety or depression or whatever it is. And we need strong and solid people around us and teachers who can point us in the right direction. I think that's another thing so essential about Grove City is it, you want to put your child in a community that's going to encourage them to develop their identity in Christ and not in all the comparison that's all around us all the time. Summer's here. If you're planning ahead, look at Grove City College, gcc.edu. Grove City College. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Underground coal has been mined in Pennsylvania for more than 200 years. Over 1 million homes in Pennsylvania sit on top of abandoned mines. These mines can collapse, causing damage to your home. Most homeowners' policies do not cover damage caused by mine subsidence or water breakouts. Damage often exceeds $100,000. DEP makes protecting your home easy and affordable. Don't take any chances. Visit dep.pa.gov MSI or call 1-800-922-1678 today. Partly to mostly cloudy skies for tonight. Tonight's low 62, less humid tomorrow with clouds and sunshine. will reach a high of 75. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy with a shower. Expect a low of 65. Mostly cloudy skies Wednesday. It will be humid with a thunderstorm in the afternoon. We'll reach a high Wednesday of 79. Thursday, cloudy, humid, couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. What makes sense? Hand washing. (laughs) 
Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I wash my hands I don't multiple mean, times I don't mean a day. hand washing. I don't mean washing of the hands. What do you mean? I mean your fine, delicate clothing articles. Oh, 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 oh. Hand washing, oh, reco- I see. Okay. Hand washing recommended. Yes, it makes sense. It does. <laughs> Sorry to laugh. I'm just taken aback by your response. Well, considering who I am and how I was raised, I mean, there was always hand washables around the house. With five sisters and my mom, there were always hand washing things. I personally have hand washed. You have? Yes. You've hand washed? Multiple times. <laughs> you washed hand washing. Well, I don't know. I'm wearing a linen shirt. And you're going to hand wash that? I guy? haven't. I haven't. But there are times I have not washed this linen shirt hand washed. But there have been times where I've washed things by hand. What? Are, how are you doing that? Uh, usually like in a little uh, dish, um, you know, dish container. Come on. And a little bit of wool light or something. And then rinse, pull it off, put some fresh water in. It works. Stop you don't think it makes you don't think it makes any sense it at does all. Not make what any. are you listen, crazy? Ha- listen, you spend you, money on a good piece yes, of clothing. So you, this is what you do: you buy Ugh. wool light and you put it in the washing do machine not, on delicate. Do not. You put don't you, trust yes, it. Yes, you do. Nope. You put it on delicate. That's you cry, why. Then you, you know be why? Because it's twenty twenty two, and we have things that help us, like nope. a washing machine. There's no way I'm doing a little. I'm not doing. Well, I'm sorry you're not. To like wash my nice white blouse. I'm not trusting some mammoth machine. (laughs) And then it comes out and it's all stretched out or it's all what? Forget that. Hand washing makes sense, my friend. Thank you. Get out. That's crazy. It does not make sense. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Shirtless men in public. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I see this all the time. And I see these guys. Like, I'm driving today. Some guys walking down the street. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's Adonis yeah. or Joe Tubby. Put a shirt on. Put a shirt on, my friend. You're out in public. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's your wife, she wants to see you. Just come on. Don't wear a shirt. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, wear a shirt. Makes sense to me. What do you think? That does make sense, John. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, I guess I'm not sure. I don't think that men should be walking around without shirts. Thank you. Yeah. I don't care what your situation is. Wait a second. Christy there kind of, I'm dragging you. She thought it made sense. She thought, she's kind of like, oh, that looks. Wow, that's kind of interesting. Now she's waving well, me off. you know what? She's just going to have to Hand washer. That doesn't make sense. Hand washer don't, delicates. You have a delicate Joe, cycle on your washing machine. Joe Tubby put it. a shirt on. 101.5 WORD. On the next Adventure in Odyssey. This is the year of the Stingrays. It's the Coyotes versus the Stingrays for the Odyssey Softball League Championship. I'd say at this point, this game is a real toss-up. I tend to agree. Only some of the players may be taking the game a bit too seriously. We didn't come this far to lose at a tie. We came to win. Win. That's the only thing that matters. A look at competition on the next Adventure in Odyssey. Tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM. W. The word around town is that Pittsburgh homeowners are choosing doing it right when it comes to their roofing, siding, and remodeling projects. That's because since 1984, doing it right roofing, siding, remodeling continues to set the bar through clear communication and an installation that's second to none. 
Doing It Right employs only the most experienced professionals to install and oversee your project. They'll stop at nothing to ensure your satisfaction. Doing business honestly, taking no money down and no payment until the job is complete. Doing It Right will ensure all work is installed to the industry's highest standards, then back it all up with their lifetime workmanship warranty. As a prestigious, multi-award-winning Owens Corning Platinum Contractor, as well as a VSI-certified installation contractor, you can't go wrong with doing it right. Mention Johnny Cathy for a discount off your estimate. Call 724-NEW-ROOF for a free project evaluation or visit roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right, call doing it right. Excuse me, why don't you have life insurance yet? I've got diabetes, and I know the price will be through the roof for the pre-existing condition. Well, actually, SelectQuote makes it easy to get very affordable life insurance, even if you have a health issue. I'm listening. You'll get quotes from some of the country's most trusted carriers. Even with your diabetes, you can get around $250,000 in insurance for as little as a dollar a day. That would be amazing. <laughs> What's it called again? SelectQuote. Just call or go to SelectQuote.com to get your free quote. Get the coverage you need at a price you can afford. Call 1-800-694-1010 or go to selectquote.com today. That's 1-800-694-1010 or selectquote.com. Selectquote. We shop. You save. Get full details on example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Monthly premiums vary based on health company and other factors. Not available in all states. Our biblical beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, and gender are increasingly countercultural. In fact, our views are often considered offensive and infringing on personal freedom. Sometimes this makes Christians look like the bad guys. How should we respond? Request your copy of the book, Being the Bad Guys, available today at truthforlife.org. It used to be colleges were bastions of free speech, that differing viewpoints and perspectives were not only accepted, but encouraged as part of the educational process. That was classic liberalism. Right. Right. We're going to be liberals in our, and not, not the way we talk about liberals today, no. but we're going to be open-minded. We're going to have a generous worldview. Mm-hmm. We're going to consider all sides of an issue. Yes. Which... To grow, to understand the world, you need all these different right. points of view. What we've seen recently, I would say in the past five to ten years, is a very, very narrowing down of speech on campus. That, just a, a general example, someone invited to speak to the campus. Well, we saw this. We saw this yesterday. Um, there was someone invited to a, a, a college, a, a medical school, who had um, a conservative view of pro-life. I don't know the story. Oh, yeah. And the new medical students who were entering in, they're called white coats, 110 of them, walked out in mass. Because you're not allowed to have that opinion. Right. They were upset that someone Could who possibly was have a different opinion than and them. And these are future doctors. Mm-hmm. Great. Who, so you see this now, right? What Where a ridiculous outlook on education. People booed off campus or you know, screamed off campus, invited, disinvited. So yeah, look a, how many times we've seen that. Multiple, multiple times. Where people's sensibilities 
how could you do this? Why would you do this? This is dangerous to the campus, the vibe on campus. So now there's another thing that's arisen from that, that college alumni groups have invited their own self on campus. You know, usually alumni groups are pretty much fundraising groups. Mm -hmm. So now they're offering free speech college alumni camps uh, on campuses, which is very interesting, right? Really? So alumni of a university are what? Themselves just going onto campus and saying, hey, this is what we're doing? Popping up at colleges in many states as debates over this academic freedom or cancel culture changes on campus. So more than a dozen groups have joined the something called the Alumni Free Speech Alliance, a group announced that's fall. It includes Harvard, Bucknell, Yale, Cornell, University of North Carolina. Organizations say hundreds of people from schools all across the country have contacted them. All graduates who have questions say that their traditional alumni associations are not asking. So now these groups are on campus at football games or functions where alumni would be welcome before, and now they're meeting to provide opportunities for these people who have now been banned from campuses. So are these people like putting up like a sandwich board and walking around campus or what's their, how are they, how are they, what's their in with students? They're meeting, you know, so how's this happen? I mean, for for you, like say Grove city Mm -hmm. where, you know, or at university of Pittsburgh, Mm -hmm. you've been to, have you been to alumni events? Sure. Okay, so you, you know what that's like. Yep. Usually mixers, right, or speeches. They'll occupy certain rooms. Oh, I see. Okay. And say, hey, you guys, we're going to talk about this over here. And people gather and chime in. And then from that, of course, fundraising is also available. There's a wider voice. Okay, got it. So does that mean, I mean, I would guess that you have to have a certain um, – you have to you have to somehow find your way through the administration yes. of the university who's going to allow you to do that which i would imagine is as in all things is a lot of money exactly right the you have an you have a presence because you're the donor who is given x right. and so therefore you have to listen to me and you have to allow me to speak at this thing or you have to allow at least the presence of this group to be on campus and it's not just donor x it's donor x friends and mm-hmm. other alumni right. who are also like minded i don't have a problem with it i think it's great what's it, it's shocking it's long past time that former students right don't stand up and say look when i went to school i actually lived on a hall with people who thought different things than i did and we didn't hate each other, each other, and we didn't, you know, diss one another on social media and slam our doors in the hall. Right. I just think it makes it's we just common it out. sense that it so much so that an organization, a national organization, has now formed. What is this? Um, what's it called? Did I say uh, the uh, Co- Alumni Free Speech, Speech Alliance. Alliance? Yeah. You're reading from the Washington Post today. Uh, yes, I am. Okay. Uh, under the title of Higher Education, independent groups, the sub subheadline, independent groups are forming to promote free speech on some university campuses, which the end. The, the, the thought I, that we'd have to do that. Make, doesn't make any sense at all. You think, how have we gotten to the point where we have to tell universities that they should allow free speech, different attitudes, opinions, perspectives on issues. I mean, there used to be riots on college campuses, you know, for free speech. Right. 
where other, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, they would shut down Well, what's speech. interesting is the same people who were, you know... Banning free speech. Right, who were protesting, who were advocating free speech are the people now who are saying they don't want it. Right. Because they only want it if it's their point of view. In, oh yeah. And that's happening at conservative colleges as well. Of course it is. Where, We've seen it. We know about right, it. Right. Where conservative colleges are saying, look, look, we're not going to talk about this Black Lives Matter thing. or We're not going to talk about critical race theory. Right. Or, Things I are mean, dangerous. This, this allergic <laughs> – it's just ridiculous. This allergic reaction to critical race theory, to me, is – laughable it's a case in point it's laughable simply because i'm not saying i'm advocating critical race theory i'm saying most people well, that I, post, that, post right, i'm just saying i would like to be able to talk about it like we talk about anything else like we anything talk about else. like we talk about a free market or we talk about marxism or we talk about sexism mao or we talk about abraham lincoln or we discuss Margaret Thatcher or whoever it is, you just talk about things yeah. and you learn why people have those perspectives, what those points of view, how they coalesced, and then the results that we see right. around the globe. It's not but And just by talking about it doesn't mean you endorse it. No. It means just, that you engage in the conversation to look at all sides in a liberal right? Right. Not what we think it means, in a liberal worldview at classical education. Right. I would bet you that and you'd probably agree with me so this would be a bad bet but most if you ask the average person what critical race theory is they would not be able to give you a definition I agree, 100% and yet 50% of the populace is like so amped up about well, it but they're amped so- up about something they don't understand yet i'm not saying that if they knew more about it they'd like it but i'm saying we shouldn't be willing to weigh in on issues that we don't understand well that just that's or we how haven't we even are. looked into that's just how everybody is. I mean, Kath, we you know we pick at movies in the old days, and we haven't even seen the movie because we heard about yes, it from somebody right. else. Yes, that's right. You're right. You're right. We read the review, and right. so therefore we're not going to see it. Oh, right. so sign me up. I've got to go right. express my Or outrage. I hate that book, but of course you've never cracked the cover right. or even gone to look at it at the library, but you already know you hate it. Right. You're right. So it's not – No, there's nothing new under the sun here. This is something that's been done for a long, long time. Right. But when a conservative – like you remember this was probably five years ago when Ben Shapiro went to Berkeley – and had to navigate death threats and had to, na- you know, he was like shielding himself from vegetables being thrown right. and rocks being thrown. And there had to be a, you know, security presence and there had to be a, you know, had to be cordoned off. I mean, really? We can't, we can't hear a guy. We can't hear a guy who's a professional in his area he's whether you like him or not he's an expert in his area you can't sit there and just allow him to speak at your university i mean it's it is the most illiberal take on education whether it's coming from the right or it's coming from the left and again of course the boogeyman in the corner everyone's gonna it's social media right we're all talking off stage so to speak so whenever someone comes on stage at a college campus our minds have already been made up so we'll prohibit that conversation to take place and i'm going to bring all my crazy friends along with me and we're all going to protest this guy that we don't like that we've already assumed we don't like and by virtue of us not liking him he shouldn't be allowed to talk that's the problem like me me not liking a guy is allowed should be allowed right i think it's a decent societal thing you're allowed to not like people if i bring a bunch of my friends who also don't like him that's fine that's that's what every Steeler game is right i mean like you're allowed to have groups of people around you who agree with you who don't like somebody but when it transfers to therefore 
he needs to be silenced. That's where we've gone completely over the edge. But you know how that is. One head nods and everybody else assimilates into that same head nod. Just how it is. I, I don't know. Maybe at some point you have to. Everything has sort of its you know trend or time in the sun. This trend we're in right now where we're shutting down free speech on college campuses maybe this alumni association Mm -hmm. and those in power with money will make a new wave where there's just a flattening out of where we are right now because it's ridiculous yeah and it's unhealthy it's that contempt thing that our previous guest tim Mm -hmm. muehlhoff was talking about in the four o'clock hour and by the way if you missed him he's such a great guest you can always check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts um but he was saying that contempt really eats us up from the inside oh, it's so out. Toxic. Because it's not just dislike, but contempt is I not only do I not not like your opinion. I don't care about you. Well, the physical thing I think was really interesting, the rolling of the eyes. Or the oh. Oh. Yeah, the tisk just crushes you, does it not? All right, we'll take a quick break, come back. You're listening to Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. Hey, uh, don't forget the cruise is coming up. That's right. The cruise is coming up. August 16th. That's, That's a Tuesday, Tuesday night. It's so two weeks away. I think it is. Wordfm.com. We got a bigger boat than last year. Yep. We have space. Are you a real estate investor looking to refinance one or more of your properties? Most lenders only work with cookie cutter W-2 borrowers, not Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we qualify customers based on the cash flow from the investment property, and borrowers can own unlimited financed properties. We lend up to $2.5 million with no tax returns or employment verification and no broker fees. We accept FICOs as low as 600 for our investment property loans. If you are a real estate investor looking to refinance a mortgage, give Cash Call Mortgage a try. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now. Call 800-940-7998. That's 800-940-7998. 800-940-7998. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. These loans may have higher interest rates, higher points, and or higher costs than a full documentation loan. As a veteran media sales professional, a six-figure income is within your reach. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager of Word FM. Here at Salem Media Pittsburgh, we offer highly experienced sales and marketing professionals like you all the support and tools necessary to reach your earning potential through custom on-air campaigns, unique events, and over 50 social media and digital products. To learn more about our open position, please email me at andrew at salempittsburgh.com. Salem Media is an equal opportunity employer. What if you went from 10 years old to 25 years old in just a few years? Okay, Miss Creepy. Like from Let's Play Dolls to I Can't Believe the Stock Market Today. Or like Triple Mac and Cheese, please, to I'd Like the Triple Double Kale Salad with Beets, please. Uncle Ryan says the value of people's homes have jumped like 15 years worth. Lickety split. Uncle Ryan said lickety split? Most of our homes have made a decade or two type jump in value, pretty much lickety split, like never before. Usually, people move homes when they gain that much value, but that's not happening either because of how expensive homes are, which is why cash out refinances are a triple mac and cheese hot thing right now, cashing out that newly spiked value to use for home updates, paying off debt, or just life. If you'd like to see your options, you'll never get any pressure from us, 
at United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a listener 1330. That's the Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. Need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom-made blinds, shades, and shutters shipped directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Blindster blinds are easy to install and guaranteed to fit. And right now, save 45% off any order. Just use code RADIO at checkout. Blindster.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. People are amazing. It's a story about a woman, young girl, actually, Elena Wicker. She's 13 years old. So like a lot of 13-year-olds, she does what, you know, 13-year-olds do. She hangs out, plays soccer. Uh, she likes to go to the movies. She bakes with her mom. Sure. But she is unlike other teenagers in that she just got accepted to med school. Stop it. At 13. She says, I'm still a normal 13-year-old. <laughs> She's, In what way? Uh, she's also a student at both Arizona State University and Oakwood University, where she is simultaneously earning two separate undergraduate degrees in biology sciences. Right, she says this. Here's how she explains herself. I just have really, ex- I just have extremely good time management skills, and I'm very disciplined. I feel like it's more than that. Well, we have pretty good time management skills. Yeah. Discipline? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, sometimes. Yeah, it depends on the day. In May, Elena was offered a spot at the University of Alabama's Harrisick School of Medicine for 2024. That's amazing. She says, what is age? She said, you're not too young to do anything. I feel like I have proven to myself that I can do anything that I put my mind to. I mean, 13. That's today's Washington Post. Now contrast that with today's Newsweek. Um, a Lexington, Virginia man plans to only eat Taco Bell for 30 days to see if he gets healthier. Now, wait a second. So this is a news story. My guess is this is not news. I, my guess is a percentage of people probably eat a Taco Bell every day. Wouldn't you say? Only? Well. he plan- He's going to do that exclusively. For 30 days. Sam Reed posted a video in which he referenced an article published by Insider in 2016 that said Taco Bell is one of the healthiest fast food chains. I got to be honest, I missed that article. Uh, But apparently when it was published, it stated um, that there was a a reduction in the amount of sodium in all the food items in the Taco Bell menu. And you could also have the option to order from the low-calorie Fresco menu. Um, and the high protein cantina menu. Oh. Um, and so therefore this was like being moved into the health food category. Hmm. I don't know, but, uh, Sam Reed is going ahead with this and he is, uh, going to document his journey Excellent. so that he can determine whether well, he actually is healthier at the conclusion than he was at the beginning. Do you eat Taco Bell? I've never been to Taco Bell. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I can't listen. When Taco Bell first came, like I remember, you know, pre Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Our kids were probably seven or eight, somewhere in that ballpark. And all of a sudden, oh, look, there's a Taco Bell in the neighborhood. Well, we had to go there. Personally, I like Taco Bell. Yeah. It's not where I, I don't go to Taco Bell hardly ever. Yeah. When I go, though, I get the Burrito Supreme. Do you? It's excellent. Okay. Generally, I would say Is that Taco Bell. Or does it have chicken or. Something? I think it's beans. Okay. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it's a lot cheaper than regular fast food. Is it? I think it is. Okay. I think you got to, at least in the old days, you know, pre-pandemic, pre-inflation, you had to work hard to spend money at Taco Bell. 
That was my parental take. It was always kind of like, whatever you guys want, we're good to go. And of course, they would just get tacos. Going back to Newsweek, in 2004, filmmaker Morgan Spurlock conducted a similar experiment to see what would happen to his body if he only ate McDonald's three meals each day for 30 days. Now what happened? CBS reported Spurlock... You ready for this? Also cut back on the amount of exercise he did. Oh, so, <laughs> wait. You know. So that's an experiment in sloth? He's just like surrendering. Well, he, his, he called his documentary Super Size Me. Uh, but and that, did he? But apparently this guy who's doing the Taco Bell experiment is not going to do that. He said he plans to engage in regular cardio and weight training while maintaining a healthy lifestyle. He says, quote, I plan on consulting with experts, exploring the relationship we have with food, oh, and documenting every step of the way he said on his Kickstarter page, which has raised more than $1,000 to fund See, that's this what ridiculous it's experiment. It's just a low bar. Are you kidding me? It's an experiment in stupidity. Good Come on, seriously. Night. Come on. That's really what it is. Right, we're talking about it, so it's just an attention grab, and people are trying to make some cash on right, it. Right, and as well. of course we're talking about it on the radio, so oh, we're giving him exactly what he wants. Sorry. Okay. Well, I like Taco Bell. Burrito okay, Supreme. It's Gr- not like I object to it. It's Why not, have you never been? I don't know. I just have never been. Well, please break that seal. Do th- I don't think I need to Go break that there. seal. Yes. Do I really need to break that seal. The burrito. I do like a burrito. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Jerry Boyer for townhall.com. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, was recently the subject of an investigation by the Wall Street Journal, which found that it's... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.